This is Witches, Bitches, and Dead People with Intuitive Oracle, Jamie Hearn. Jamie stirs the cauldron with witches, shamans, healers, psychics, and mediums who bravely share their power and give you insight into what conversations with dead people really look like. It's probably not what you think. Sometimes hilarious, sometimes macabre, and always informative. Welcome back to Witches, Bitches, and Dead People. I'm Jamie Hearn, and today I have the pleasure of spending some time with my new soul sister, Christy London. Christy is a talented medium and Reiki master, and today we're going to be talking about all things dead people and anything else cool that wanders in. I had the pleasure of sharing space with Christy at a recent event, and just being in, in her energy was magical. I knew right away, I'm like, this girl's amazing. I have to make friends with her. Um, she has been busy sharing her talents and also busy filming with a new paranormal show, When Darkness Falls. She's also appeared on the Travel Channel series, Destination Fear, Statler City Hotel in Buffalo, New York. Together with her partner, Mike, who is the founder of Tactical Bigfoot Research, Christy co-hosts a live internet show and podcast, Where's My Sage? A Taste of the Universe. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks for spending some time with us, Christy. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I know you're one of my new family friends. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I say it like that because, you know, friends is such a, an important role to have to actually say and I have learned the hard way over the years not to use that term lightly true friends yeah. and and family I just felt like you and and the other ladies that we were with were just as awesome and magical <laughs> like like if nothing else happened that whole weekend it, it would have just been worth it just being in the room and just having Absolutely. all of you with me so <laughs> so, so it's a big I so deal agree. <laughs> yes. I, I have a, a, fr a friend who's a very distant cousin and yeah. he, uh, we were talking about friends versus family, and and he said something kind of snarky to me, and I, that's it. You're back to the family <laughs> list. <laughs> well, hey, you can choose your friends, you can't choose your family. So I get it totally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, for sure. So oh my goodness. Everyone knows I always pull a card before every session. And oh. of course, it's the third eye card that I pulled. Oh. Like, what other card <laughs> well, would of course, we get? Why right? Not? <laughs> right. Naturally. Right. Um, so I just love the synchronicity of that. And in all honesty, I don't even think it needs any explanation. Like, I don't think it says either. it all. <laughs> if it does, maybe, you know, come, to, I'll, I'll well, school you. Come see one of us. We'll teach you. <laughs> Right. If if you need explanation, you need to binge watch both of our shows. Uh, oh, totally. Totally. Yes. But feel free to do that anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. You should be anyway. <laughs> so, Chrissy, I I get and I don't know a lot of your backstory. Like like we just said, we haven't known each other that long. Right. Um, but I feel like you probably had a similar experience that I did growing up like you didn't know the rest of the world didn't have this connection or this gift. Right. Is that true? 
Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I kind of did, but you're right. You know, certain things that would happen, I would think everybody experienced it, but at the same time, and I mean, anyone who's really gone through this knows you still feel like the odd man out, <clears throat> even if you are in a loving and accepting and caring environment, you know, yeah. you still always feel alone. So yeah, I mean, I thought it was perfectly normal to look around a room and, you know, in certain spots, see this wavy plasmic chunk of air that looked wavy and plasmic. Like you're looking through like the fumes of a grill, like who doesn't see things that way. And I knew my eyes were fine because I was seeing everything clearly. So, right. Like, know. yeah, I can yeah. read the board at school. I'm okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> like seriously, you know, or why am I paralyzed with fear and there's nothing around here. And all of a sudden I can't quit staring at this one section of this one room or in this one place. And yeah, you know, I thought everyone went through that. You know? Right. Seriously. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, having this gift your entire life, how mm-hmm. did you know that this was the path that you wanted to follow professionally? Um, well, I didn't for a long time. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, like anyone, you know, I mean, some people know what they want to do and who they want to be and what they're supposed to, you know, go on to do. I never really did. Although I did always want to be, quite honestly, I wanted to be a police officer. Oh, wow. When I was a kid, I wanted to work with children at some point and go and do undercover work. Um, You know, and by the time I got to college, I was struggling. It's not that I didn't like school, but it really is not my thing. And so um, high school was fine. I did well in high school um, and, and things like that. But again, the, the being able to pay attention and keep my, my brain focused on what I'm supposed to be doing, you know, but after a while I didn't have a direction either. And my whole life I had to learn to adjust and adapt and grow with my gift. So nobody taught me. And back in the nineties, when Sylvia Brown was coming out on the Montel Williams show. (laughs) Totally (laughs) remember that. That was like my first taste of what any of this was like truly. Um, so, you know, as I, I went along, I definitely was always looking for the next episode where she'd be on because I could just connect. There was a connection there. And I was like, ooh. And even that I didn't totally understand. But um, it wasn't until, gosh, I was in my 30s. <laughs> Not like I'm over 40 or anything. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> We're hovering at 38. I'm with yeah, you. <laughs> totally. Totally. I don't think I could get away with anything younger, but that's okay. I'll take it. Um, But, you know, it it wasn't until um, a girl that I grew up with actually came back into town and we reconnected and uh, literally we, we grew up down the street from each other and she had always been, she went through a lot of the same things that I did as well, but we didn't always talk about it. So when, when she all of a sudden announced that she and her son were going to, um, take these classes and needed, you know, people to practice on. Um, I was like, okay, you know, come on over. You can practice reading me. I think that'd be awesome. And when she got to my house and we started the readings and just chatting, I ended up reading her. I don't know how the hell that happened to be fair. I'm still trying to figure out what happened in that moment. But um, it it was funny because she just was like, I knew this was going to happen today. That's why I had to contact you and let you know. And I know I, I knew oh, I wow. needed to come because they've been telling me you've been fighting this. No, granted, I had a lot going on with the kids and I was a young mom and, you know, we had a, another younger one and, um, you know, but it was just very interesting. But looking back on my life, I could see how every step I took and every major thing that happened on my path, right, led me to that point to be 
to be able to go home. So I always worked in customer service. You know, um, I never really, I did not finish college. I started it. I did a year. It wasn't for me. And then I, you know, I had my son, then my daughter, then I got divorced. And then, um, you know, moving on, you know, I just continued with customer service. Um, I enjoyed it. I was good at it, but it definitely wasn't something, it was something that needed direction, you know, or a little bit better, more defined direction. So as they got older, you know, I was able to go to dental assisting school, which kind of fell right. No, it didn't kind of, it totally fell right in my lap. Something that we could totally do by then I was with my husband and um, we were able to do it. And it was before my youngest daughter was born and it was just natural. I excelled at it. It was great. I still enjoyed it. I just haven't done it, you know, in a number of years now because I've been doing my own. So that's kind of, you know, you look back and you go, wow, all these steps led me to where I, I am now. And, and I couldn't, have, I couldn't yeah. be where I am had I not gone through all of that, you know, exactly. but helping, healing, caring for other people. And I myself sometimes see, I'm going to call them kids because they could be my child, but like kids in, in like later in high school, late teens, early twenties, so mm-hmm. far down this, this path of growth and identifying who they really are at soul level. And mm-hmm. for a minute, I'm like, Oh shit, I wish I had figured it out that early. And then I'm like, no, I guess I really didn't need to figure it out that early because right. it happens the way it's supposed to. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I think on some level, you know, we, we do have to own the fact that maybe there were things we didn't realize or we didn't pay t- enough attention to, right. That if we had, we, it would have been. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you're right. We still have life. Like I was a young mom, so I had major responsibilities to focus on. So being able to just jump into this and have this take my attention away from, especially the one child that needed it the most at the time was not going to happen. He needed me and that's the way it was, you know, but again, it all still conditioned me to be, it did help me in a way, find myself again and to be true to who I always was too, you know? Um, And that was a big deal. So but I totally yeah. understand that. And I, and I think nowadays, because my kids are around the same age as yours, I think, or my older ones are, you know, these kids in their late teens and early twenties are like, they have an easier time figuring out on this level. Not even like when we were young, it was hard. Like, you, you know, the eighties and nineties were not like, everything was blossoming then on this level. Right. So yeah. it was a little more open. Like I said, you know, you saw Sylvia Brown on TV, more of these shows started coming out, Jen Edwards and, um, you know, but it is always a struggle to find out who you are just as a person in general. It can, it can really suck. (laughs) Even as an adult, it can, it can be. Oh, absolutely. Um, And I didn't come from a family that was supportive of that talking to dead people shit as my mother still calls it. Like, (laughs) yeah, mom, mom, thanks for that. Like, I really appreciate (laughs) you being in my corner. (laughs) Wow. I'm so sorry to hear that though. Cause it, that makes life oh. so hard. It really does. Thank really you. Does. And I mean, it, it really forced me to identify how I wanted to parent my own son who is mm-hmm. far more connected than I am. And it wasn't the way that I was parented. So, yeah. I mean, he, yeah. and he doesn't have the awareness to be like, Hey mom, thanks for shifting that, 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 that pattern. <laughs> 
It's okay though. Yeah. Right. That's what we're here for. <laughs> Being a mom's a thankless job. We already know that. Right. So at least on some, some, some yeah. days. Yeah. They're not supposed to get it until they're older and they're in the situation. And then it's like the clouds left and unicorns run by and they're like, Oh my God, now I get it. Well, my older I have a very son, different appreciation for my mom than I used to. Right. Yeah. My older son is now starting to notice like, okay. So every now and then he'll say something like, hey, mom, thanks for getting me into college or whatever. Oh. Like, You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for noticing. He noticed me. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> but let's talk about what you what you do with your clients. I mean. As little as possible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <Sorry>. They show <laughs> up. They sit down. I tell them shit. They go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Oh, goodness. No, like, I I mean, everybody has a slightly different approach with how Mm -hmm. they work individually with clients. So I'm curious about what yours is. Okay. So the biggest part of my business really, or really the biggest um, part of my gifts is the mediumship. I'm a medium first and foremost. I do, I do offer Reiki as well, but it is, it's not a huge part of my business. I actually just... I needed the Reiki under my belt to enhance the other gifts, especially the empathy. So I actually incorporate the Reiki um, into everything else that I do, whether it's an investigation, whether it's just, you know, fun paranormal thing, whether it's actually helping somebody with an issue like that or giving readings, uh, cleansings, whatever it is. Um, So normally I've had an office for years, uh, but with COVID, you know, the lease was up and I didn't renew it. And I've been working from home for years before that anyways, just because I have clients all over the world. So really it's the mediumship and the private readings that I do the most of. Um, But now um, I've always mentored as well, but it was more in group, group form. You know, people, we would just get together at my office. Um, I did some one-on-one, but now I'm doing a lot of one-on-one individual sessions with people. I call them personal growth and development. So right now, especially that's huge. Um, I have a big group of one-on-ones that's, I think we're up to about 15. Um, awesome. Where I see that. Yeah. And, and not all of them are active. Some of them have kind of already, I hate to use the word graduated out, but there's still always part of the network you build. Right. So it's, sure. it's always, um, you know, it's always important to, to have them around because, you know, the whole idea is that um, you help them to get to the point where you are. I hate when people look at me and go, oh, well, I could never do what you do, but I want to be able to do whatever I'm supposed to do. I'm like, what do I do? Like, I just fought with my husband, yelled at my kids and threw laundry in as I walked out the door. Right? <laughs> like, like I'm so a person stressful, too, right? like right. stuck in this human existence. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, when you say things like that, um, it really kind of helps to put things into perspective. Even when I go to work professionally, if I go to do a private party at someone's house, I used to dress up, I used to look nice. And then one day I was trying to meditate in this room off the main door. And some people came in and they're like, oh my God, is the, is the medium here yet? Is she here? And, blah, blah. and I went, Ooh, that made me sink in my chair because that's a lot of pressure. You know, like they put me way up here and I'm like, okay, that's nice for about five seconds. And I appreciate it. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not. And so I started just wearing like nice jeans and a blouse and boots when I would go work because yeah. I needed to remind people and show them that I'm just like them. Yes. I'm going to look nice and come professionally and work and do my thing. But when you present one way, they put you on this pedestal in an unnatural kind of a way. And and that to me is very unnerving and it's not who I am. So, you know, it's really, uh, you know, yeah. I really, I really appreciate that because I too 
like I, I'm I just am like one of the people. And yeah. there are mediums who are like, I must preserve my energy field. Do not look at me. And I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like you. seriously. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what energy field? Oh, all of our energy fields? Okay. <laughs> and then I'll be like, all right, nip, nip, nip. <laughs> No, I would never do that. Okay, maybe once in a while. But <laughs> actually, if somebody has that kind of attitude, I have no time for them. So it's fine because I have no no problem walking away. <laughs> no problem walking away from that. Don't worry. You can have all the energy field you need and want, okay? Yep. Catch you later. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No. So, but yeah, so it's, it's, the mediumship is huge. That's what I'm doing in the, uh, the teaching really big. I'm being pushed with, by my guides to really focus on the teaching. Uh, I as think well, that's so. critical yeah. because so like, there are so many people who are hungry for this mm -hmm. knowledge and experience and there are only so many of us. So right. we need to have more people right. stepping into the gifts that they have. And it's so important because like, you know, <sighs> I tell them one day I may come to you for something, you know, so don't put me on that pedestal because my, you only see me the way you do because somebody already helped me to figure my shit out. <laughs> it's really what it comes down to. Right. That's a great so, explanation. But it only, but we all, it never stops. Anybody who tells you they don't have to learn anything else. They don't need to be exposed to anybody or anything else. Run in the other direction. And when I always tell my students too, I hate that word, but I don't know what else to say. So, you know, when you're, when you're focused in mentoring with me, you have to stay focused in mentoring with me. But after we're done, then you go to the next person and you take what you need from them. And that's how you're going to ultimately be the best version of yourself. But that goes for all of us, yeah. you know? Um, but I feel like it's so critical right now because there are people, like I said, who've kind of like graduated out of, you know, whatever, um, to a point where I do call on them when I need them. That's the whole idea that we, yeah. we help each other get to where we need to go because we all do things differently and we all have our strengths. And some of us, you know, our gifts are different. I can't do some things that other people can do. And I might have a situation or a client who needs that help. I'm yeah. like, now I have somebody who I, who I trust. And just because I taught you too, because a lot of people are like, well, of course you're going to do that. You taught them. No. Uh, uh trust me, there are people who I've had to dismiss and say, uh, or okay, yeah, you're good in your own right, but I wouldn't work with them. So absolutely, it is, you know, totally. There are people who have gone through some of my courses that I'm like, I uh, really hope she loses my number and I never have yeah. to deal with her again. Yeah. And thank goodness I can only say that about a couple of people. Well, you know, I've been very lucky, but you know, overall, yeah, no, it's not always, you know, it's not favoritism. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's just, we all need to help each other get to where we need to go. Absolutely. So, and they're all of different ages, all different cultures, backgrounds, religions, um, belief systems. It's great. It's really, it is, you know, I love yeah. it. It's like a world awakening. So tell us a fun story about how spirit has shown up for you or an interaction you've had with it. Cause <laughs> I mean, we all have silly little experiences. Oh, yeah. Um, and I'm awful at remembering this stuff. <laughs> it happens in the moment. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And I'm, it's like poof. <laughs> um, so. All right. So there was one time when uh, my husband and I, and this was years ago, it was probably like. 
a year or two after I really came out publicly and, and started working publicly, he had not really, he was supportive and he's just like, don't bring anything bad home. That's all I ask. Like whatever you're going to do, that's fine, but just don't. Got write. it. Honey. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, okay, I hear you on that. So, um, we were house hunting and he had never seen me do anything up to that point. You know, like I said, so, um, here we are, we're just like out in the country in this one area and we're looking at different houses and we stopped at this place that we love to go to. And it's like a little co-op restaurant where they make a lot of homemade pies and a lot of homemade, whatever. So, um, we're in the booth and I have my notebook and we're just like going through the stuff that we, you know, we had looked at and, um, I started getting the way I get. And, you know, my, <laughs> Like kids always say, oh my God, it's so weird. Her breathing starts to change and lights start to flicker and she gets a weird looking in the face. <laughs> like, I don't think it quite happens like that anymore. <laughs> Maybe in the beginning it kind of did, but not anymore. I'm a lot more in control than I used to be. So it just, you know, it, it kind of was happening that way. And then I started to doodle and then he noticed, right? So he's looking at me and he's like, and it was more like fear, like, oh my God, please don't do this here. <laughs> Not like, oh, what's going on? Are you okay? Right. So I'm, I start to write things. I have an A and I'm just writing all this stuff and I'm, he's going, what's going on? And he's really nervous. And I said, and anyone who knows Greg knows that, um, he is this six foot three military big guy. Right. And he is loud and he talk, 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 talk. Right. God bless him. So <clears throat> to have him be speechless is like priceless. So I'm like, okay, well, something's going on. And I think it's for, you know, her, our waitress. He's like, okay, well, but what do you mean? What do you, what are you doing? And I looked at him. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're not going to do that right now. You're not going to do that here. Are you? And I looked at him and I said, are you afraid I'm going to embarrass you? And he was like, well, you know, I, I said, yeah, okay, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I got your number, right? Fine. You've never seen me work before. Now you're going to see what I do. So she comes to the table and I said, you know, and she was busy too. So I felt so bad, but she needed it because by now her grandma and grandpa are there. And I can tell this is a very dangerous situation. She said, I'm not telling him any of this. So, um, <laughs> she, I start to talk to her and, and I'm like, here's my notebook. This is what I wrote. What can you connect with? And I'm, I'm elaborating as I'm talking, she starts bawling. Greg's eyes were popping out of their sockets and he was, <laughs> His shot was on the floor. He's like, oh my God. And then he looks at her and doesn't know what to do because she's crying. He's <laughs> like, oh my God. Right. And she's like, oh yeah, that's it. She goes, okay, I have to go take care of this table. She goes, I'll come back in a few minutes. I was like, okay. And I just kind of looked at him and I'm like, there you go. And he's like, oh my God. He goes, oh my God. Like he had nothing to say. It was the, it was awesome. So when she came back a little while later, food and all brought our food. And he goes, and I said, I am going to have to talk to her. Right. Like you're, I'm going to have to do this. And, and he goes, okay. Okay. Right. And so, uh, <laughs> she goes right to the table and he goes, I I'm just going to go to the men's room. And so you can have some privacy. He, I, he, I scared the shit out of him. It was awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and actually I will call my partner Mike out too, because this just happened recently and it was so funny. So this man who has seen me work and who has been in, in all different situations with me, right. We're, we're on our way to do, um, I did a gallery reading uh, somewhere locally here uh, about a month or so ago. And a spirit starts talking to me, whether it's a party, whether it's a client, whether it's a show, like usually the day before, like all day long, I'm getting information, right? So I'm writing it down and I work a little differently than most mediums. 
I, because they talk to me, I honor the fact that they're already coming to me. So I have a notebook of notes ready to go. So some of it does seem very generic. Some of it does seem, but it's just a precursor. It's an icebreaker, right? Yeah. So I use that, you know, I don't just get up with nothing. I, I bring what they've brought me already. So we're in the car and he's driving and I'm, <laughs> I start writing down like ooh, letter A and whatever. Now this man who has been my partner for three years, right, says, Okay, A, and he you could tell he's trying not to say anything because he's my work husband and I'm going to lay into him just as easily as if it was Greg. So he's like, A, he goes, that's that's okay, you know, but so what? And I couldn't believe he was actually like, <laughs> I looked at him and I went, are you kidding me? He, I said, you know how my process works. He goes, well, I know, but it's just kind of like generic, like, right? And I, I was getting more information and I had been writing. He was looking at the notebook and it makes no sense to him. And I said, okay. I'm going to, you just wait. Right. So now he's sitting in the back of the room and the gallery gets started and the people in front, I said, um, okay, I have this a, and I gave a description and the three ladies that were there together. Oh my God, this is, da, da, da. and Mike's head just kind of looks up and I said, excuse me, ladies, like down and I look like <laughs> right to the back of the room. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He turns red. He just shakes his head. He starts laughing. <laughs> So it was great. It was great. Got to check them both. <laughs> I love it. Doubt me. So, How dare you doubt me? So I'll be the tell, first one to tell you if, if I don't know something. Give me a break. Exactly. Like, uh, right? Or when somebody asks specifically for a certain right. energy and that energy just doesn't want to come through, like, I'm not going to make shit up. I'm going to tell yeah. you, nope, they're yep. not here. They're, they're not talking to me. I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm going to tell you. Listen, my motto is this. You know, if you can't trust me, I can't help you. So if I'm giving you information, I'm not supposed to understand it anyways, right? So if I'm giving it to you and that's all I got and there's no explanation, if you don't get it, we're going to put a pin in it because you're not meant to understand that right now. And it doesn't matter. And I can't tell you how many times, and I'm sure this happens with you too, you get messages later, six months, a year. I've even had people two years. I'm like, who are you? And they're like, I just get, I need to tell you this was because they'll always remember their reading. I will not, yeah. unfortunately. Right. But that's the way it's supposed to be. And it's just so cool to see, but in the moment it can be hard, you know, for yeah. people to really be able to take that in and, and accept it. And so, yeah. So forget you men, men in my life who thought they knew better. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm curious about some of the paranormal work that you do. Hmm. Me too. <laughs> what would you like to know? <laughs> Tell us about like, uh, I don't know. What's, what's a, a normal, is there a such thing as a normal paranormal investigation? What's Probably a, not. What's a I mean, that's like, one? That, you know, normal family is abnormal. <laughs> it depends because it, you know, it's all, all different experiences. Um, if I'm doing a public tour, it's different than, um, you know, if you're going to explore a place where, you know, it is like the Hinsdale house, right in Hinsdale, New York, Dan class owns that. And, um, you know, you can do public tours, which would be handled a little bit differently than if it's a group of seasoned investigators, we'll say, you know, um, and we're all just kind of doing our thing or, um, you know, my favorite part about the way I prefer to do investigations in a paranormal sense is I prefer to go in and I always insist on not knowing any more than I have to and, and really preferably nothing at all. 
Uh, because, you know, some people who are gifted can go in and they will use the equipment and they will still be more like an investigator. For me, I have found um, that that does not really work. I am a medium first and foremost, and that's all there is yeah. to it. It doesn't matter what kind of investigation I'm doing, the purpose, the goal, it doesn't matter. Um, so for me, it is a little different. And then when you acknowledge that, you also have to acknowledge the fact that we have different responsibilities. So when we would help out with the Statler tours and at the Buffalo Statler uh, Hotel, um, they always tried to have one medium with every group if possible, uh, because sometimes we had two or three groups going through the building oh. once, right? So it just kind of, you know, enhanced it and helps it. And, 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 you know, you get, you know, your questions answered from both sides of the spectrum. We know investigators and mediums and psychics, we need each other. We need to work together. So, um, you know, you walk in and... <sighs> I have to play by a different set of rules though. Like, you know, investigators can just go and put their equipment out and use the equipment and the technology, which is awesome and amazing. It really is, especially now. Yeah. But, <laughs> you know, I might be getting answers from spirit because they don't want or don't know how to use the equipment that's out there. Right. But they're going to talk to me instead. And it takes a lot less energy, right. For them to talk to us than it does for them to manifest energy and then, you know, well, hit that little light. Right. <laughs> so it's like, for me, it's like a normal part of everyday life to, to have yeah. that conversation going right. on. So, right, You're right. Oh, yeah, totally. Because, like, you know, one of my students actually messaged me earlier and said, um, you know, I know you told us not to really engage with any spirit right now as they're coming forward, but she's like, I have this guy and she did not describe him. She just gave me a name and whatever, but didn't tell me what he looked like. So, when I said, yeah, let's wait, we'll talk later. Um, we both have time to talk and then I'll walk you through it, or I just want to make sure where you're at and then you know, it happens anyway. Sometimes you have to deal with what you, you know, you have to deal with, but if you can wait, tell this guy to wait. So then a few minutes later, I'm doing my hair and all of a sudden there's this dude <laughs> sitting in my bathroom door with a white t-shirt on. He's like, let her talk to me. And I said, no, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Boundaries. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I said, she can talk to you later, <laughs> you know? So yeah. Oh yeah. I get it. I get it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to get a lot of the animals that come through. Like if yeah. I have a reading later in the day, their dogs will show up earlier. So oh. I like, I love that. I'm a total yes. crazy dog lady. So that's awesome. I do. I can, you know, I've had animals show up too. Um, I, and it's funny cause I find that I am feeling a stronger connection with animals now more so than I ever did. It's not that mm -hmm. I don't like animals. I've just never been an animal pet person. I mean, I, I, I did have a dog, but, um, not on a level like some people do. You know what I mean? And and even like watching those commercials, I, you know, I'll always empathize and, and I've done, of course. I've actually done fundraisers for SPCA in the past, a couple of them actually. Um, so, you know, I'm always willing to help. My heart goes out to those, you know, but at the same time, you know, I don't feel that deeper sadness and connection. And those SPCA commercials in the last like two months, they've been I'm like awful. crying at them going, wait a minute, what's going on? I'm, I'm changing again. Something's going on. Yeah. I am okay. one of those one of those crazy pet owners. Like my one dog has her own acupuncturist and her own chiropractor. So I think you did yeah. mention that. I think we're, I remember this. We're face those people. Look at my face also. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is a beautiful thing. Those animals are are blessed and and lucky, and I think it's wonderful. You know, if you can do that. So, yeah. Well, and and that particular dog loves to let me read her records. So. She and oh. she really likes taking me to a particular lifetime where she oh. was with my husband and our oldest son. 
So she's like, see, I've stuck it out with you guys. I've even come around for multiple trips. It's like that movie, A Dog's Life, right? Or Dog's Purpose or Dog's Life. That's a great movie. I haven't seen it. I have. uh, What? I don't. I don't watch like any TV or anything that has anything potentially bad that happens to dogs because the Wizard of Oz like fucking scarred me when I was four years old. So, like, that was like decades ago, Jamie. Move on. Okay. Yes, it was. (laughs) You would love this movie. You would love this movie because, again, I'm I was never really a fan of like even animal movies. I could take it or leave it. I would do it for my kids, and yeah, that's cute, but not something I would go to. Oh no, this movie. I was drawn to it when I saw the preview. I had to see it. I've watched it multiple times. You will love it. It's awesome. I'll have to. It's a very good feel good movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. If you don't like it, you can motherfuck you later. It doesn't matter. (laughs) I'll be like Christy. That sucked. I cried through the whole goddamn thing. Sorry. <laughs> well, I I want to say thank you for Aww. coming into my life and especially oh. onto my podcast. This has been super fun. <laughs> well, I have to say the same to you because my life has been forever changed since I met you all last weekend. Oh, and yes, I appreciate it. And thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. Yes. And oh my gosh. I, I know that we're gonna chat lots more so i will definitely invite you back to give an (laughs) update on what's going on and i don't know a couple months or so awesome (laughs) so where can people find you who want to learn more about you in a deep dark hole somewhere out in the country (laughs) (laughs) under a pile of snow this weekend (laughs) oh my god seriously we're getting more late tonight and tomorrow i'm like are you kidding me um no but i am on facebook i am on youtube and you can find me under my name christy london medium and reiki master both on youtube and uh facebook also where's my sage a taste of the universe um uh, at Blue-Eyed Empath. I also have a website, blueeyednumpath.com. You can find information as well there. I'm all over. It's just, you can't not find me. <laughs> Mike made sure that we got out there like all together. <laughs> yeah, so it's all good. <laughs> and I'll be sure to Call link all, I'll link all of your social media so people can okay. catch your really awesome show. And thank you. anything else <laughs> magical that you're putting out there. Thank you. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much yeah. for for spending some time with us. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week. Peace and badass magic. Thank you for listening to Witches, Bitches and Dead People with Jamie Hearn. If you like what you heard, Please subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.